Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the White Sox are winners once again with a 5-1 victory over the Minnesota Twins here tonight, which is Saturday night. Uh, Great game from the Sox. They showed up to play. Even Nova comes out again. And is, dare I say, he's our new ace? I kid. I kid. He is. He is our new ace, man. He is. I'm going to jump right in. I am here with my guy, Tony Marchese. We are carrying the flag for Sox on Tap this week and this weekend with the absence of our guy, Johnny Nani. Tony, how you doing, man? How do you feel about this win? I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to crack him while oh. I listen to your opinions on this game. I already jumped in. I already jumped in because I'm just so excited. You heard how defeated that Buzz and I were last night. Just drinking to drown our sorrows in what's been an awful stretch of baseball for the White Sox. And we talked about how the baseball gods need to do something for Buzz. And I think maybe they needed to do something for me more than they needed to do something for this guy. I'm on cloud nine. This is fantastic. Um, I don't know what's gotten into Nova, but damn, this guy is looking good. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. If if you have a guy like this and you're you're sitting here wondering if he can be traded for something, he's obviously on on a really you know good stretch of baseball right here. I'm impressed with what I've seen from Nova. It started Monday, where he went the, the nine inning complete game win over the Marlins. He carries it out against the division leading Twins and goes six innings, only two hits. He walked one. This guy's not a strikeout guy. Never been really his game, I don't think, Buzz, for, for Nova. Uh, struck out four, which I think is a decent number for him. But if you're going to get six innings of two-hit baseball, you know, he did give up a home. Uh, no, he gave up a double to Buxton, and that was pretty much the only kind of trouble that he really got in. Um just he held on the fort here today, man. He what? held on the fort. Yeah, he, he held did. on the fort. Just an excellent performance. Yeah, he ha- did what he I'm, had to do. I'm happy. But more importantly, dude, the offense showed up today. The offense no, showed well, up today. Right. And it was nice because our core guys showed up today. Yes. Um, which was great to see. Yoan Mankata had a hell of a game. Um, he played great. You know, he hit a home run. Had a almost a second home run, what I thought, which just turned out to be a double. There to uh, kind of left center field. Um he played great. Lurie Garcia had two hits here tonight. Um, you know, it, it was just a good game. You know, Adam Engel, huh? Oh, two ribbies. Dude. You know, if you're getting production out of the bottom of the lineup, that's a good thing. Especially when the top of the lineup's performing, you want to be able to carry it through. I mean, this is just, again, 
this Sox team can beat the Twins. They can. They can. And the recipe for success here is good pitching and performances out of guys like Yoan Moncada and then a few other guys in the lineup to get the job done. The unfortunate thing that we have to witness over and over again is that there's not enough guys in this lineup right now that can contribute on a consistent enough basis to put two or three guys together that can carry a game. That's the problem. It's going to get better when guys like Robert are up. Um, you know, potentially Madrigal can come up here and and make an impact. I'm not a big Madrigal guy, but you'll see this lineup. We've already got some key pieces to it, and Moncada is oh, one of those guys. Like it's tonight, get- tonight, three hits. He scored two runs himself. Drove in two. He did strike out once, but I mean the guy was just all over. Well, he, he raised all- that average over 300 again as yep. well. Um, and it's going to get a lot better too. Like we said yesterday, even though we were drowning ourselves in so- and our, you know in sorrow and alcohol. Um, when Eloy and Tim come back next week, which is rumored, you know, it's going to get better then because you're going to have two other guys in the lineup that can consistently get on base and, and, and you know, drive the ball out the park. So, it, you know, it's going to get better, hopefully. But I'm just I'm happy with the pitching, man. I, I mean, that that's the key to this game. And Nova holding the fort down, doing what he had to do to make things happen. And it, it just it, it was great. Um, I, I was very excited to see him do well again. You know, we were at Monday's game where he threw a complete game. Um, you know, and then just for him to come follow it up again at home and have a really good game. Uh, I believe he threw what was it, 88 pitches here he threw here tonight. Um, yeah, 88 pitches there. 55 of them were strikes. He's got that ERA ERA down to 5.23, which I know is nothing to write home about. But where he was at, it wasn't great. Um, you know, four strikeouts in the six innings, like you had mentioned, he only let up the two hits. He he controlled the game. He looked good. Evan Marshall came in. He looked good. Um. I'm just happy. I'm happy with the way this game turned out. I'm happy that the offense showed up and, uh, you know, the Sox collected 10 hits here tonight. Uh, I'm just, I'm very happy about how this game played out. Here's a, here's a good stat for you. The Sox were three for 14 with runners in scoring position and they still managed to put up five runs. Um, there's a little bit of luck factor involved in that. Um, obviously Moncada went deep. There was nobody on base. So you get the run there. So you get the other four runs when you're three for 14 with runners in scoring position. I'm not happy with that stat. I don't know if you're happy with that stat, but I'm not happy with that stat. Three for 14 with runners in scoring position. A lot of wasted opportunities. Um, A lot of wasted opportunities on the base pass tonight to even just hit a sack fly. I know Buxton has a cannon for an arm and can cut people down. We saw that. uh, I think it was Mancata on third base even at that point in time. Um, there was a lot of opportunities tonight, Buzz, where I felt like the Sox could have drove in a few extra runs. This could have been a blowout game. Not that 5-1 oh, isn't a great win over over a division-leading opponent, but this wasn't even the full-fledged you know, onslaught that this offense could put together. You know, you go 5-14 for 14 with runners in scoring position, or you know what whatever you increase that by two or three hits when runners are in scoring position you're probably putting up seven eight runs instead of five and right, you know well, it's all about just getting your team in the best position to win ball games hitting with runners in scoring position is key um twins were held to 0 for 2 and you know what that tells me 
that tells me that this this pitching performance and the defense that was played tonight by the White Sox was good enough to only get the Twins in a position twice where they had to bat with runners in scoring position, and that's how you win a ball game right there. No, I agree with you. You know, we talk about that three-run threshold all the time. You know, hold the opponents to three or under, or even hold them to four or under. You give yourself a good chance to win. If you limit the opponent's chance to hit with runners in scoring position, the only way they're scoring is a home run or a bases clearing double or triple. You know, and th- and those are few and far between. This was just an excellent all-around defensive game for the White Sox. They could have scored two runs today and won. Right. Just, you know, just based off of that. So I liked what I saw, but on the offensive side, they could have even been better. And I I, I don't want to bitch and moan about a 5-1 to one win over the Twins, but if there's something that I can say that needs to still be improved, it's that hitting with runners in scoring position. You know, one or two extra hits there. Situational hitting is very key. The Sox just, you know, we talked about it. You know, when Timmy and Eli come back, they give you two better bats than what we've got right now. I mean, let's go five through nine right now. Castillo, Rondon, Sanchez, Engel, Cordell. Do you trust any of those guys? No, I don't. To get the job I mean, done? No, I don't. I, I don't trust any of them. But I, I am thankful that Adam Engel's swinging that bat a little bit better. I'll tell you that much. Um, you know, three for 14 is not good with runners left in scoring position. That's for sure. But with this team being depleted as it is and the level of talent that's up on the team, I'm glad they were able to put up five and, and really kind of stop the bleeding a little bit here. I mean, we're still we're still hemorrhaging or 10 under. We're still hemorrhaging, but um, it was nice to stop the bleeding a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what did we talk about yesterday, though? And even the day before Giolito. Ace, stop the bleeding. Cease, you want him to stop the bleeding. Who stopped the bleeding the last two times through this rotation? Nova. Nova has. So you joked the swore like when we started this, you joked right at the beginning of this episode and said, Nova, our ace. Well, by definition, by my definition of ace, the guy that stops the bleeding when it's his turn in the rotation, the guy that you can count on to beat, you know, whoever it is. That's what I said. I said whoever it is, if the Twins, the Yankees, the Cubs, whoever it is, through the rotation, a better team than you, this guy is going to stop the bleeding. That's Nova right now. Right. Well, I mean, it's after it's, the All-Star it's break, funny. it's been Nova and R- Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, it has. And, it and really that's has. who it's been. That's, that's who's been stopping the bleeding. That's who's been giving us quality good, you know, quality starts and good outings. And there's no doubting that. Um You just wish you could see it all gel together, and I know it's a win, and I'm not trying to bring anybody down by listening to this, but you do wish that, you know, everybody could kind of have their shit together, and you would have Giolito pitching how he was, or, you know, and then Nova coming out and do what he did in the month of July. I believe his ERA is like a 3.21. I don't have the stat pulled up in front of me, but in the month of July, he's got a pretty decent ERA. Um, You know, you would like, you would just like to see all that kind of come together, and everybody performing at a high level and a, at a good level enough to get us some uh, get us some wins in these ball games here. But Nova and Ronaldo Lopez have been great since the break, and it, it's just been nice to see that when we are, you know, hemorrhaging and we're bleeding, that those two have kind of stopped it since the break. Giolito did it the whole first half. We've only got a handful of starts from these guys since the the break. So um, 
I'm not ready to, you know, fully commit to these guys being run stoppers. But the the point that you just did uh, say their tone, which was interesting, and I kind of saw a couple things about it on Twitter today, just scrolling through, um, you know, about Nova looking valuable. And maybe, you know, his game kind of coming together here is a potential trade piece. I mean, we, we this is chalked up as a lost season. We've said it before. Um, I wouldn't mind moving him if we got something decent back. And obviously, I know we're not going to get anything substantial. But, you know, um, it, it's just nice to see, you know, like I said, I'm just – I needed this win. You needed this win. White Sox fans everywhere needed this win. The White Sox needed this win. You know, you don't like to see consistent losing on a consistent basis, and especially against division rivals. And it's just nice that Nova has come out against Miami on Monday, against Minnesota here tonight. I know Miami's not that great of a team, um, arguably worse than we are. Um, but still, you know, him to come out and do what he had to do, perform his job at a high level, and then come out and do it against a very good team in Minnesota with uh, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous uh, batters in that lineup. Um it's just nice and it's a breath of fresh air and it's a bandage on the cut. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the win. The guys stepped up that needed to step up. Our stars did what they needed to do and we move on to the next. You know, you couldn't have said it better. One thing that I wanted to get into before this was this was one of the first games that we came into in quite a while where nobody in the starting lineup is hitting over 300. And you, yeah. you kind of touched on that Moncada Pulled it back up. I remember last year sitting at one of these games where I see the lineup come up on the board and everybody's hitting like mid to 50, 240, maybe a guy sprinkled in there, 260, 270. I'm like, holy moly, this team doesn't have anybody who's hitting 300. And this was the kind of first feeling that I had this season where, wow, like, are we really that bad? You know, just coupled with the, the struggles that we've gone through so far in this second half, and then to see that lineup get put out there today, it was really depressing. And I knew the ballpark was going to be full. It was a great night to be at the ballpark. Superhero night. Um, I normally 34, go 34,000 plus yeah. in attendance as well, bud. Yeah, I normally go to superhero night. It's one of my kids' favorite nights of the year. Um, things just didn't work out, so I, I wish I was at the ballpark. But – you know, I, I had the last minute chance to go to this game, Buzz. You know, I'm talking to my wife, and I'm like, you know, we just witnessed this shellacking on Thursday. Um, earlier in the year, when the Twins were in town, we went to another blowout game. And, you know, I kind of just sat there. I was like, you know, I know I got to record socks on tap with you. It's easier to, to do it if I'm at home um, already instead of going to the park. But I really didn't want to go. Sp- the money to get out to the ballpark to watch Nelson Cruz hit three more home runs. You right. know, it just, <laughs> it, it, I've seen the Twins probably hit 10 to 15 home runs already this year in person. And I thought to myself, I'm really sorry for everybody that's going to go out here. When I saw the lineup tonight and I looked at the batting averages, and I know that's kind of bad to assume things, but I looked at it as like, this is going to be bad. You know, it's fireworks night. It should be a good night out for everybody. Um, the last time I did that was the Boston Manny Banuelos game where he just got absolutely shellacked. And maybe that's kind of my, like, you know, semi-White Sox PTSD to that situation. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go bring the entire family down. We're all going to sit there and try and have a good time. And by the second inning, it's going to be 10 to nothing. Right. You know, I, I, did, I wanted to avoid that. 
So I made the right choice because if I went, that's exactly what would have happened. But because <laughs> I stayed home, because I stayed home. That's why they won, huh? That's why we won. That's why Nova was okay. If I was there, this would have been bad. That's so I kind of – I, I kind of thought the same thing here tonight, buddy, when I was looking up and down the lineup. I was I was looking at it, and I knew Mankata was floating around there. I mean, shit, Louis Garcia has been kind of floating around there as well. I know he's at 290 right now, but he's been floating around there. It's been really, really alarming because, uh, you know, I mean, if you look at it, man, up and down here. So our leadoff guy's hitting 290. All right, you know, Mankata's back up at 302. Abreu's still sitting at 266. Wellington Castillo's at a, a 178. Rondone's 197. You never want to see that in your in your lineup there. I mean, you don't even want to see that on your bench, obviously. I, I don't need to tell people that. They already know that. You know, uh, Yolmir's at 248. Adam Ingle's sitting at 259. Ryan Cordell's at 236. Doesn't record a hit. I left one name out of this, and the name that I left out of this is James McCann. And I know we've been talking about him lately. Uh, Chicago fans seem to have this thing, right, where they fall in love with players and Listen, I, yeah, that's a part of being a fan. You you pick a favorite player, it's cool. I mean, I'm you know I'm down with that. It, it, you do what you got to do, but this guy's fallen off horribly since the break. Um, I mean, dude, he, we we've watched. I mean, what is that? I'm terrible at math, but I think he was at three seventeen to three twenty. We were just talking before, about him last night. Exactly before falling, you know, going into the All Star break. I think that's like what was that about forty points? off his average. I mean, he's at 283 right now. He struck out again tonight. He's struggling mightily. No hits. There's not tonight. a better there's not a better option here because Wellington Castillo, our other catcher on the roster, is batting 178 with an on-base percentage of a 258. He's only well, slugging 326. That this lineup is, is very very difficult to get through and and you need your guys to step up and this is what I said last night the James and I said this in a tweet that garnished a little bit of hatred towards myself on it uh that McCann is not a championship caliber catcher um on a, on a championship team hey and meatball stand, take of the day right it's there. not a, I don't even think that's a meatball take you know do, do you I, I I don't think that is I, I think, think that's a realistic that, I think take. that any take that we give here at Sox on Tap is a meatball take just because you know Meatballs sponsor this podcast. Just straight meatball stuff. You know? True. True, true. Um, you know, we I, get I, we get we get all sorts of stuff. We could get into the Twitter stuff that we had today with the meatball takes and Ricky talking to everybody in the dugout. But um I think it's a meatball take just because James McCann and, and I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite here, James McCann's been part of the reason why this team was so successful in the first half. I agree. I agree with that. He played really good in the first half, but, but I mean, this is a sport. Okay, so this let's go back. Let's go back. To how many? How many pitch? How many times has his pitch framing gotten the uh, whoever's on the mound an extra strike? You know. Okay. Again. Even in the second half, Buzz, he's still been very good behind the plate. He's still been very good behind the plate, but I don't think he's a four hitter. I really don't. I think he's a seven eight guy. I really, I really think he's a seven eight guy disguised as a four hitter right now because a this white Sox lineup is so terrible if you just look like we just we talked about it nobody was hitting over 300 in the first for the first time this year in this lineup guys get lucky guys go on streaks james mccann is was fooling everybody in the first half that's not the hitter he is he slaps the ball the other way he got lucky 
the White Sox rode that. That's fine. But he also has proven, and this is something that he hasn't ever kind of let up on, is that he's a good defensive catcher. He knows the ball game. A, the guy's prepared. That's number one. And nobody can argue that this guy doesn't prepare properly. You know, I've seen what I've need to see to see to to determine that this guy prepares for a game properly. He makes good decisions behind the plate. You know, he's helped a guy like Lucas Giolito turn it around up until recently, and there's some struggles there. I don't like I said, I don't know if they're mental, I don't know if it's mechanical. I had a pole in front of me most of his start, so I didn't see what was going on there. But Giolito's turnaround, I would kind of give at least a portion of that to James McCann. Sure. I you mean, know, that, like, that's, there's, that's totally there's fair. There's other that... things there, but my basis behind this is he's not a four guy. He was never meant to be a four guy. And this, this is not me blaming James McCann for the White Sox struggles. It's just me looking at what James McCann is and how you said everybody was kind of fooled by it. I've been reserved about James McCann. You loved James McCann first half. I'm going to go call you right there. You, you loved him. I loved what he was doing, but I never said he was going to be the championship catcher for this ball club. You wanted to get his jersey. I never wanted to get dead. Now I'm going to roll the tape. I'm going to roll the tape. You go ahead and roll the tape. I will roll the tape. Maybe you told me you were going to get me his jersey. I was. was. I told you I was going to get you his jersey after the blog post you wrote. There was jersey talk. Yeah, about you getting it. Not me, brother. I only only get legends. Okay. James McCann's not a legend for you? No, no, James McCann is not a legend for me, brother. Who, I promise. Legend? On this team right now, who who's who's the legend? There's one current player who I have a jersey for. Do you know who that player is? Moncada. Yes. Okay. That is the only one. And that is the only one I will have. Um nothing for Jimenez. I like Eloy. I like him a lot. But I I kind I believed in in Yoan. You know, I and this goes back dating to the outcasts back in, in a previous universe. I've always liked Mankata, even when he struggled last year with all the bus kata talk. I, I want to stick by him because there's a reason he was a number one prospect in all of baseball. And, and I truly believe that. Um, it's kind of like a Dansby Swanson thing for Atlanta. Obviously, the yeah. talent level isn't the same, but, you know, he was a very high ranking prospect. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people kind of gave up on him because he was struggling. And before his recent injury that he just got diagnosed with, he's got a foot contusion. I traded for Dansby Swanson this morning. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a foot contusion right now. So he's on the 10-day IL. Yeah, he went IL about 20 minutes after I got him on my team. Right. So, like, you know, people in Atlanta are very happy with his production. Like, I mean, obviously it's not the same as Mankata. Mankata was all-star caliber, but Swanson is proving people wrong over in Atlanta. I just didn't want to give – you know, I'm sure there's people, Atlanta Braves fans, who are all there for Swanson. It's just for me, I believe in Mankata. Here's something I said about Dansby Swanson. Um about 15 minutes after he went to the IL was he's about one click away from figuring it out and becoming a monster. And that Atlanta team just going to be, <laughs> if he figures it out, Oh my God, watch out. But that's, I want to, I want to go back and relate that to Mankata in the fact that, you know, all last year we saw him struggle and people wanted to jump all over this and, and, you know, judge the book by the first chapter. You know, I'm not going to say they judged it by the, by the cover because we kind of had a little bit of an idea of what Yoan Moncada was. You know, we saw him in our minor leagues for a little bit. He had a taste of the major leagues already. We knew what the profile was on this kid. 
And then he gave a small sample and everybody wanted to write him off. And yes, we kind of made it a joke on Shy Sox Weekly. You know, maybe some people didn't get our sarcasm on it, but there was a lot of talk about how much of a failure the Chris Sale trade was just based off Moncada. Well, that's fair to talk about, though, Tony, because Chris Sale is a Hall of Fame pitcher. It's fair to talk about that. It's fair to have a conversation about it. And anybody who gets all butthurt and defensive about it. Here's my question for you, Buzz. Is is Chris Sale a Hall of Fame pitcher if Boston didn't win the World Series last year? And I think this is a topic for a different show. That's hard. On a different day. But I still think so, yeah, because he's still got a lot of career left. I would love to discuss this with you. I think that would be fantastic talk. Um, But let's get back to White Sox. Um, Shout out Dansby Swanson. (laughs) Yeah, shout out Dansby Swanson for leading us into this rabbit hole. Man, if you and I had like two hours on the mic together to talk White Sox. I think we've been on the mic for two hours now. We just hit the record button. Yeah, yeah, we should start (laughs) recording our pre-show for everybody. Um, unfortunately, some of that content might not be, uh, as entertaining as, as this stuff, but Buzz, you talk about one guy who's going to be a legend on this team and Moncada. This is the first year of it. This is the first year that we've really seen him perform. Yeah. Do you expect it to get better or stay at this level? And I think that's important when we start to talk about, where is the window? Does the window open next year, or is it two or three years down the road? He's and, just going to continue to get better, in my mind. I mean, I know th- floating around 300 is no small feat in itself. I mean, he's got 59 RBIs and 20 home runs on the year. He's, sur- he's about to surpass last year's uh, ribbies, I believe, probably within the next two weeks here. Um, you know, he's already sur- surpassed last year's home run total. Um, he's just going to keep getting better. He's going to keep getting stronger. He's young. And if he, you know, keeps defining, you know, uh, aspects of his game, he's, he's dangerous. He he's dangerous all around. I'd like to see him steal some bases a little bit more, but usually when he's batting in front of Jose Abreu, I get why they don't do that. I understand that. But, um, I, you know, I in my opinion, it should be Moncada in front of Abreu and in the three spot. Oh, okay. So where would you put Abreu? Four. Four? Okay. Yeah. Moncada Abreu. Okay. If, if in this current in this current lineup. If Timmy comes back, I would go Lure, Timmy, Moncada, Abreu. I like that. Yeah, I like it. Abreu seems to like hitting third. You have two switch I, hitters in the top in the top three of your lineup as well there. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I like that is you kind of go with with the lefty righty matchups in the front. It kind of can confuse bullpens late in the game, but Moncada is going to see better pitches. Nothing against Abreu's bat, but Moncada in the three hole, and then knowing that you have to go pitch to Abreu, I feel like Moncada should be the one getting the lineup protection over Jose Abreu. It's fair. That's my that's my thought to it. I think Moncada is more dangerous than Jose Abreu. And oh, will be mo- more dangerous for years to come. At this point, oh yeah, for years to come, of course. But I mean, I age, still think, you know, I still think at this is... point in time. And then if if Eloy's in that lineup, he could be five. I would even argue that Eloy should be four. It should be Moncada, Eloy, three, four. A giving your young guys, you know. The... Well, and we've talked about this before on this podcast: is give yeah. the young guys 
the most at bats. I agree for sure. So I either agree. either Mancata two, Eloy three. I am interested to see how this lineup pans out when they do come back, when Timmy does come back. And I, I hated Timmy hitting seven. I that drove me up a wall. Um, you know, but it is what it is. Um, Honestly, I think that Timmy is a seven guy. Even with how he performed on this team in the first half, he he probably was a two hitter. But Timmy doesn't walk enough. That OBP right. is dependent on Timmy putting contact on the ball and getting a hit. You need a guy who's in that number two spot who also knows how to take a walk. And that's why I think Moncada actually does profile very well as a number two hitter because he's got a great eye. Yeah, I, I've said that before on this podcast as well yeah. as I love I love Mankata in the two hole. But God, we're we're getting we're getting off the rails here a little bit. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this win tonight? Anything that stuck out to you or anything like that? I mean, I nothing. Mean, was that just... was I mean, that was just the middle segment where we talk about the White Sox, like state of the White Sox. Let's get into tomorrow. So tomorrow we have. Uh... We got Dylan Covey starting for uh, the White Sox. He's one and six with a 6.04 ERA, 47 two-thirds innings pitched, uh, 31 strikeouts. Um, he is not. Uh, he's getting through the lineup at first pretty good. After that, it's been not so good. Um, against Kyle Gibson, who's nine and four with a 4.24 ERA, 110 and one-third innings pitched, uh, 109 strikeouts for that guy. So he's uh, having a pretty decent year. Um, you know, it just comes down to, again, trying to, you know, split the series with Minnesota, trying to do what, what they can to to put the bat on the ball and produce some runs. Um, it might be a little bit harder tomorrow. Who knows how Kobe comes out? You know, even though Minnesota might not hit the ball well tonight, they usually do hit the ball well. So you, you got to be on your toes. You have to be effective with your pitches. You cannot miss. You, you have to you have to be good against this team. It's dangerous. So, um that's my keys to victory, and then we can get our into our second city picks to click. Um, moving forward here, so what do you got? Picks to click for tomorrow. Let's stick with Yoan, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick right there because I think this is his coming out party, and I, I'm I'm ready to just go Yoan the rest of the year. I mean, honestly, um, if it wasn't for the sake of variety, he's the reason I show up to the ballpark. I. I can show up to a ballpark and watch a game without Eloy. I could show up to a ballpark, watch a game without Tim Anderson. If Yohan Maikot is in the lineup, I have a reason to be at the ballpark. I think that says something about his level of importance to this team. Um, I'm going to go Yohan tomorrow. I think if somebody's going to continue it, it's going to be him. Uh, let's go get another win tomorrow. I, split the series. We got a chance to split the series. And that's what we talked about coming into this. Let's go get it done. Yeah, I'm going to go Lurie tomorrow uh, just because he's starting to put the bat on the ball again. Um, I'm going to go Lurie Garcia tomorrow. He's going to get on base. He's going to score some runs, maybe even steal a base. So I'm going to go with Lurie Garcia tomorrow um, to lead off our offense and, you know, make good things happen. So that's who I'm choosing for tomorrow's game. Perfect, Buzz. Um, You know, I could probably go another 45 minutes to an hour just on sock stuff with you. This is – you know, it's always good to talk about a win. It's always good to talk about White Sox baseball with you. Um, I love this, man. But uh, let's bring it down. Uh, let's get a word from our sponsor real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll close this one out. Buzz, I'm going to hand it right over to you. So be sure you are going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. A lot of podcasts came out um, 
you know, uh, Sox and Cubs wise for baseball this year. We're pumping out content over there. Also, if you're a Bears fan, check out the blogs. We had our guy in the trenches today at Premier Amp. Um, if you dig the Bears, he was in the trenches today at day one of training camp. I will be there tomorrow morning. We are leaving the house at 6 o'clock. going to tailgate a little bit. I know it's a little excessive because it's training camp, but, hey, I got a 24-pack of Miller Lite in the garage, and that's what's going to be happening. Uh, so we'll be up at training camp tomorrow. Be sure to go to secondcitypicks.com. You can choose the score of a White Sox game, and if it turns out to be a tiebreaker, you usually break it with the Sox hits. They will, uh, if you do win, you are gifted usually a $25 gift card to a restaurant of some sort. You know, it's Pequod's, Chipotle, whatever. So be sure you're checking out secondcitypicks.com. They are here and are now an official sponsor with the ONTAP Sportsnet. So pretty cool stuff there, man. Yeah, I made my pick today. Didn't didn't really go as well as I... I did 6-2, to two, dude. You're close. You're I close. know. I know. I, I did 6-2. to two. I, Ah, man, I just missed it. So You know, and the, the nice part about Second City Picks is this doesn't even cost you anything. All you got to do is just head on over to their website. I saw a lot of people replying with their pick. For the night, yeah, you gotta click no, no, on no, the, just click uh, their link. Website. That's all you gotta right. do is just click their link. It takes you right there. You put in three or four lines of information. You make your pick. You're done. You're in. You're out. You're done. And if you lose, you didn't lose anything. You didn't lose right. anything. There's, there's, there's no there's, hashtag there's, big better guy yeah, losing money no, here. I mean, you don't even have to be a big better guy to get in on this. There's everybody could be part of this action. And who doesn't like money to go spend on food? You know, we're recording this at 11:40 right now. I would love some chipotle. I'd love, I'd love to order up a Pequod's pie. I'd love to order up anything Thinking that I get a free gift card. Right there's, there's nothing better than free food. You want free food? You go over to Second City Picks. You put in the score of the game. It could be a White Sox game. It could be a Cubs game. It could be any game. You know, these guys are going to be uh, having, uh, you know, Big Ten matchups, hockey matchups. I'm sure they're going to have everything. You predict a score, you win, you get free food. There's nothing better than that. Head on over to Second City Picks, make your pick, and just like we make picks to click, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you're not risking anything. So head on over to Second City Picks and make your pick. That's all you got to do. With that being said, let's go White Sox. Let's go Sox.